This Week in HPC. IBM Edge and Fujitsu Forum. I hit the road this week in HPC. Hi, everybody, and thanks for listening in to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with our friends at top500.org. I'm Addison Snell, and I'm trying something a little different this week, recording this podcast solo without my usual partner, Michael Feldman. Rest assured, there's nothing wrong with Michael. He's doing just fine, but... I've been on the road this week in HPC, and uh, time zones being what they are, we couldn't quite sync up, and uh, I wanted to talk about some of my travels this week on HPC, so I'm going to try a rare solo podcast and see how we do. You'll have to let me know at, uh, at This Week in HPC on Twitter. You can e- always email This Week in HPC at intersect360.com. But uh, starting out this week, I was in Las Vegas, and I was there at the IBM Edge conference, and uh, IBM Edge is uh, always an interesting show. I've been at it the last couple of go-rounds. They draw about 6,000 people there into a couple of different tracks. I was attending the Executive Edge track where they showcase some of the high-level things that are coming out of IBM right now, and uh, they also have a Technical Edge track, which is obviously a little more technically oriented if you're a storage or system administrator and want to get down into the guts of what's going on, then Technical Edge is for you. But in the Executive Edge track, you can get a little more sense of the high-level messaging and some of the customer uh, customer success stories, customer value propositions that are coming out of IBM right now. Those are the portions that I was a little more there for, as well as some uh, client meetings and face-to-face, get a little bit uh, on the ground of what's coming out of IBM right now. Some of the messaging, uh, you know, not a lot of big surprises coming out of IBM Edge, and that was exactly what I was looking for. I didn't want any kind of surprise right now. One of their executives was asking me what I thought any big surprising news was, and I was happy to say there there wasn't any. IBM has been going through a transitional phase already with the x86 business moving off to Lenovo, and uh, I didn't really want another surprise. What I wanted was a, a stay-the-course kind of message, a momentum kind of message. Let's show me that IBM is building momentum and partnerships around open power and uh, uh, big data, and let's build a smarter planet. And obviously, we heard a lot of those messages. I was delighted to see platform computing taking a, a, a continuing to take a, a central role in the IBM strategy going forward. So we heard not only a lot about open power and, and big data and analytics, but uh, but the platform symphony products, the applications service controller, all of those uh, uh, taking a prominent role in the uh, overall IBM offerings coming out of IBM Edge. Now, Open Power, of course, has been in a lot of our podcasts the last uh, several weeks, the last several months. It's it's really at a critical juncture of what's going on in the industry right now. And IBM Power, there, what we saw is a lot of momentum. Uh, they're continuing to bring a lot more uh, member companies into the Open Power Consortium. They're showing uh, uh, a lot of continued partnerships and uh, a good roadmap there. And, and again, that's what I wanted to see out of uh, the Open Power Initiative going forward. Probably the most 
uh, entertaining individual session that I, I sat through was at the very end of the Executive Edge track on Tuesday, where they did kind of a, a humorous uh, a riff on the Breakfast Club, the, the Open Systems Club, where they showed different uh, uh, people coming from different perspectives, whether you were from a power perspective or a, a storage or, or a Z systems, a mainframe kind of perspective, trying to bring those all together under a, a unified open power, open source kind of umbrella. And the, the mechanism of showing that in the in the Breakfast Club kind of movie uh, uh, was, uh, was an entertaining way to do it. And I would recommend it to anybody except uh, maybe if you're from Intel, you wouldn't have found it uh, too entertaining. Uh, the, uh, the, the mean teacher that's overseeing the Breakfast Club was, uh, was from the Matrix Corporation, was a thinly veiled uh, set of jabs at Intel. It, it definitely showed the open power perspective going forward uh, and would be a worthwhile view for anybody who wants to catch that video online later on. Uh, at, at least was a, a refreshing way to look at it. Now, Intel, of course, has a lot of its own momentum going forward uh, uh, with Aurora and with uh, with uh, Knight's Landing coming out. So there's, uh, there, it's it's not like uh, uh, open power is suddenly taking over the world, but we did want to see a lot of momentum coming out of that. That's what I saw with uh, the open power messaging coming out of IBM Edge. The platform computing messaging was uh, was similarly uh, a nice thing to see from a from an HPC perspective. They're they're doing a lot with performance, a lot with scalability, a lot with uh, uh, spectrum storage now messaging is the, the new up-level messaging from GPFS. We saw a lot of that. Hybrid clouds all becoming kind of knit together in this uh, IBM messaging going forward. Uh, so uh, a nice experience that I was able to start my week with at IBM Edge. Now from Las Vegas, I uh, left there and I headed to Tokyo, Japan. I'm actually recording this now from Haneda Airport before I head back to the Bay Area, but uh, going on in Tokyo this week was a, an event similar to IBM Edge uh, in scope and in content. It was the Fujitsu Forum, which I had not attended before and was nice to see for the first time. Now, Fujitsu Forum, uh, uh, as of the, the first main day, had already drawn over 5,000 attendees, and Fujitsu told me that they expected as many as 10,000 to come through. Uh, uh, Chris Willard met me here, our chief research officer, and I'm sorry to say Chris wasn't able to join me for this podcast. He's already caught his flight out, so that leaves me uh, going solo again, but Chris and I were able to tour Fujitsu Forum yesterday. We saw the opening keynote presentation by Yamamoto-san and, uh, uh, and also toured a lot of the booths. Now, Chris noted, and I think he was spot on, that a lot of the technologies we saw here had to do with information that was all out at the periphery. There was a heavy emphasis on Internet of Things and how it drove big data through the cloud. There was a lot of sensor applications and uh, wearables and smart technology and overall connectedness of, of Internet of Things. They, they had a partner presentation from Doug Davis of Intel talking about uh, currently 15 million connected devices, or sorry, excuse me, 50, 15 billion 
billion connected devices in the world and heading towards uh, 50 billion connected devices by 2020. I was comparing that mentally to the population of Earth being 7 billion and thinking of going from uh, two connected devices for every man, woman, and child in the world and heading up toward more like seven uh, as we increase by 35 billion over the next couple of years. Now, uh, as Chris pointed out, a lot of those uh, you know, are, are inanimate objects that don't necessarily have a whole lot to say. If you hook up your home sprinkler system, a lot of what your, your sprinkler heads have to say are, I'm here, I'm here, I'm still here, and uh, eventually they say, well, I need to be replaced. And thinking of that as being in the cloud is maybe an overstatement of what the cloud represents. There's uh, a, certainly a data center somewhere that that's reporting to, and it's nice to have an intelligent sprinkler head. But then beyond that, as you go towards smart cities, which, of course, IBM has talked a lot about, or intelligent networks, routing, transportation, there we saw some nice irrigation examples. There's a lot that goes into that, and some similar messaging that we saw from, Fuji from both IBM and Fujitsu with regards to how big data and Internet of Things can help us toward a more efficient, more intelligent world. As IBM likes to say, let's build a smarter planet. Now, with Fujitsu and IBM both, I think that uh, they'd like to see that uh, Internet of Things and this connectedness drives us toward more back-end system to handle a lot of those analytics. That, that's clearly a, a lot of what Fujitsu has to do with here, but uh, is linked into that, obviously, is not only what they have to do with big data, but Fujitsu taking a strong position with its prime HPC uh, systems and also looking ahead toward services and how Fujitsu can be a larger global player in the HPC services market. So a uh, nice set of messaging coming from Fujitsu at the uh, Fujitsu Forum. So that's what I've been up to this week in HPC. It's a bit of a shorter podcast as I don't have a partner to bounce these ideas off of, but I'll be back next week in HPC, joined by Michael Feldman again, and I'll be able to catch up with him on whatever news has been going on stateside. Until then, thanks for tuning in to me on a rare solo podcast you've been listening to this week in hpc you've been listening to this week in hpc 